Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. I'm your host, Nick, and I'm here to teach you how to find joy, even in the hardest times, and to live the happiest, most fulfilled life you possibly can, while also having a positive impact on the world around you. Treat this podcast as your one-stop shop for all things personal development, health, business, and social justice. Without further delay, let's get unscripted. Hi, everyone. So it's been a couple weeks, and I have been super busy, and was just feeling the moment today. I was like, I need to hop on and chat about some things. Today, we're going to talk about context and the power that context has over your experiences in life. But before we dive into that, I have a mini topic that I'm going to dive into. So I want to talk a little bit about boundaries and feedback. And I think that we as humans have a tendency to put a higher weight um, on the feedback that we receive from the people who are closest to us in life. So those that we have um, a stronger connection with, the relationships that we value the most, tend to be the people that we look for feedback from and advice from. And I want to talk about all the ways that maybe that isn't the best um, way to get the best advice. So when it comes to who you're soliciting advice from, who you're asking for feedback from, my general rule of thumb is that you want to ask feedback from someone who is doing better than you are in that particular area. So if you would not trade lives with that person, you really need to be cognizant about how much weight you are giving their feedback and how much influence you are allowing them to have over their decisions. If you are looking to improve your career, if you're looking for career advice, you want to make sure that you're always seeking that out from someone who is doing better than you, someone who is where you want to be. If someone is offering you advice simply because, um, you know, it's a close family member, it's a close friend, it's a relationship um, that has a high proximity to you, that's wonderful and they know you and they have your best interests at heart, but they may not be the person with the expertise that's going to get you to where you're trying to get to in life. If you have someone who's coming to you and wanting to give you feedback, who's wanting to give you advice, who's wanting to guide you in a particular direction in life, you need to make sure that that is the direction you would want to go into. And the best way to do that is to look at who they are and where they are. If someone's giving you relationship advice and you wouldn't want to be in their current relationship, if you wouldn't want to trade love lives with that person, then you need to keep that in mind when deciding how much you really want to take in their feedback. So that's my thing 
that we just wanted to start off with while we wait for some people to pop on. And now that I got that off my chest, I want to talk about context. So this has been a fun term that I have casually dropped in many conversations over the past couple weeks. And I picked it up because I am rereading Come As You Are, which if you follow me on Instagram, you know this. I dedicated the month of March to only reading female authors. Come As You Are is one of my favorite books for women. Um, It specifically talks about empowering women sexually and um, kind of debunking a lot of myths about sexuality and provides a lot of science and data. I'm a nerd at heart, so you know I love my science. And a lot of sex education that, you know, is just really lacking in our traditional education system. So I love it. I recommend it to a lot of people. And in the process of rereading this book, one of the major focuses is the power of context. And the example that she gives is tickling. So I'm going to use this analogy, but I am going to preface it with the fact that this analogy does not apply to me personally, and I'll dive into that a little bit later. But she talks about tickling in the sense of it's an act that if it is done in a playful, flirtatious manner um, that you might find kind of fun, you know, if your partner tickles you in a way that um, is playful and you know, kind of gets you in the mood, then that is one specific context, right? However, if you're annoyed with your partner and you're not really in the mood to be playful or, you know, to have sexy time, them tickling you will just be annoying, right? It would piss you off. The act itself is the same, but the way that you respond to the act is different because of the context. Now, back to me. I am a person that hates tickling in general. I hate it. Like, just thinking about it makes me cringe. I hate it. Um, In any context, I don't like to be tickled. So while I don't personally relate to this, I do understand that it is something that a lot of people could understand and relate to. And I think sometimes in life, we get caught up in things that we like and don't like, and we lose track of the fact that It's not necessarily the activity or the experience itself that we're maybe liking or disliking. Sometimes it just boils down to the context surrounding it. So the book brings this back to sex in a lot of different ways. Um, I think a lot of times people get caught up in their favorites, you know, their favorite positions, um, their favorite ways of foreplay and those types of things. And then when they reach a point in the relationship or in their lives where those things are no longer working for them, when they no longer have interest in those things, there's a lot of confusion that comes about, you know, like this is how it's always been in our relationship. This is how it's always worked. Um, I've always done this thing and she's always responded accordingly, or this has always turned her on and now it's not. And that's where people start to think that there's a problem within the relationship or that there's maybe something physical going on and how, you know, one of the two people in the relationship are responding to something. And a lot of times it's not necessarily that. It's not that the act no longer works or that they don't 
enjoy the act anymore. It really is context dependent. There's usually some type of external factor that is making the difference between someone receiving it as yum versus receiving it as yuck. Same exact thing, right? But the way that you receive it can be completely different depending on external factors that are surrounding it. Another great example that I love to use is how we view weather. So those of you who are familiar with Cincinnati, Ohio, we have very extreme weather changes. It can get below zero degrees in the winter and then upwards of 100 degrees in the summer. And one of the things that I always like to point out to people is we have, you know, fickle weather. One day it'll be snowing and then three days later it'll be 70 degrees and sunny. Like there's no predictability to it. You can literally have all four seasons in one week. And during the month of January, when we're stuck in the sucky, frigid temperatures, everything's cold and snowy and gross, one day you wake up and it's 55 degrees and sunny outside and you're like, hallelujah, praise Jesus, this is the best day ever, it's so beautiful, I'm going to go on the longest walk, I'm so happy, I'm going to enjoy it, right? Now, in the month of July... When the weather's typically in the 80s and 90s, a 55-degree day is less pleasant. You're actually disappointed. Um, You react to it in a way that it kind of sucks, and you're not feeling it anymore. The temperature is the exact same in both situations. The only difference is the context that you apply it to. So when you are stuck in cold, freezing weather... 55 degrees feels like a breath of fresh air. It's a relief from the discomfort that you were experiencing. But when you're having beautiful sunny weather in the summer, 55 degrees feels like the worst thing in the world. It is something that just feels like a drag on your day. The thing itself, the experience itself is the same. The way that the temperature feels on your body, on your skin is the same. The only difference is the context that you assign to it, which can take it from yum, yay, to yuck, gross. That's the the biggest change there. So I would like to take this context conversation and broaden it a little bit. So, you know, in the book, they talk a lot about it from a sexual standpoint, which is so important. Um, Sex is a huge part of human nature. It's a huge part of living a happy and fulfilled life. And I think that a lot of people are suffering just from a lack of education. And the book is life-changing from that standpoint. Um, But I want to talk about this in a more broader sense and how it applies to your everyday lives. And I think the weather thing is a great example. Another example would be um, reflecting back on times where you haven't enjoyed something. So let's say you had an experience, whether it was a vacation, um, some traveling experience, Um, whether it was going to a concert or a show, and you just really didn't enjoy it. I would encourage you to question whether it was the experience itself or the activity itself that you didn't enjoy, 
or whether it was the context surrounding it, whether it was the company that you were with, um, who did you share that experience with? How was their demeanor throughout it? Could they possibly have influenced how you felt about it? Had you had that experience with a different set of people um, in a different place under different circumstances, would it still have been something you didn't enjoy? I think most things in life usually aren't as extreme as we make them out to be. I just think that we don't give things a fair chance And we are very quick to write things off as things that don't work, as things we don't enjoy, um, without fully understanding, you know, the whys behind that and the ways that maybe just making a tiny, tiny shift could take that experience from something that feels negative and unpleasant to something that feels very fun and desirable. Um, I am not on Twitter. But I do have a friend who is on Twitter, and recently we went down this rabbit hole of a series of tweets around consent. And one of the things that stood out to me was someone who was talking about a partner who was always tired and how he always felt like he needed to initiate sex because she would never be in a place to initiate it. And my mind immediately went to context. Um, You know, is she really just too tired for sex? Or maybe is there a subtle shift that you could make in the context surrounding the situation that would drastically change the outcome? So maybe it is not trying to initiate right before bedtime. You know, maybe that's when she's at her most exhausted, but maybe changing the time of day has a drastic difference because her energy may be higher. Maybe it is something as simple as alleviating some type of burden, whatever stress that is holding her back or you know weighing on her, making a subtle shift in household responsibilities and who takes charge of what could make all the difference in providing the correct context. So in this phase, right, of Adam Grant getting us to rethink everything. Um, If you haven't read Think Again, I definitely recommend it. It just came out this year. It's Adam Grant's latest book. Um, You know, we need to start really rethinking things that we've always held as true and understanding that life really isn't as black and white as we like to make it out to be. Things aren't always as absolute as we like to make them out to be. Um, We speak in definites a lot. We speak in, I never will, I never have, um, I always will. And that doesn't necessarily have to apply to every situation. And a lot of times we shut ourselves off from great experiences, from having a great quality of life, because we are so caught up in that narrative of the black and white, I like, I dislike. And I encourage you to just think really hard about, you know, what types of experiences you could be missing out on and what subtle changes in those experiences could make the difference between you truly enjoying and loving something versus completely hating and being disgusted by it. 
So that's kind of, you know, what's been on my mind. I hope everyone's doing well. And I promise not to go two weeks again without having a live. I'd love to check in with you guys. And I'd love to hear, you know, any subtle changes that you're able to make in context surrounding situations, whether it's just a mindset shift of, you know, choosing to view something in a positive way, like a 55 degree weather day in the summer. Um, choosing to appreciate it versus being negative about it or, you know, making a shift in a timing of a situation, making a shift in who you share an experience with and to see if that impacts your enjoyment of it. And that wraps up today's chat. Thank you for letting me get unscripted with you. If you want to support the show, make sure to subscribe share with friends, and give the show a five-star rating. If you're looking to get unscripted more than just once per week, be sure to connect with me on Instagram for exclusive content at Nick, N-I-K underscore unscripted.